that's trippy. That is so trippy. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> we are two geeky ladies talking about issues in our lives. Relationship gossip. And occasional politics all while geeking and having fun. Let's geek! Hi everyone! Jasmine's back, y'all! I know! Hi, girl. How are you I doing? I'm good. You know, I had to take a break. Family's wild and life is wild and oh my god. <laughs> but you're looking great. You know, I was holding down the fort a little bit over here. So, you know, totally I'm so proud of you. You know what? I, I like, I feel bad because, like, I kind of like threw you in. It's like, all right, <laughs> you're gonna, you know, hold down the fort. I'll be right back. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, okay. Let's call Steven. <laughs> Let's drink wine and be bitches. <laughs> oh my God. I did listen to it. I, I, I was so happy with you guys. Well, for those who are listening right now, thank you so much, as we say episode, um, every episode, for clicking on us for whatever reason. And for those who are still continuing to listen to us, thank you so much. We love you. So for those who are not familiar with Let's Geek Pod, every single episode, we talk and pick a topic. And behind that topic, we talk about how it relates to us personally, maybe some issues in our lives, maybe connections to relationships. And every once in a while in an episode, we might even get political. So opening the question, because we are starting our episode on Ratchet Television. So oh, people are not confused though. We're not, we already did a reality television yeah, episode mm -hmm. and that was season one. So now we're doing Ratchet Television. Now, the first thing that comes to your mind, Yasin, when you think about Ratchet Television is... Okay, don't be exposing me like this. <laughs> <laughs> Because I already told you, because you asked somewhat something similar uh, when we talked about reality TV. And you know, my answer is always going to be Flavor Flav. So, you know, but that's like Ratchet Bachelor stuff, right? So, mm -hmm. ghetto Bachelor. Yeah, because I wasn't, a, you know, I never watched what what was it? Um, you were watching a uh, Bad Girls Club. I know you. Yes. Know, yeah, other episode, which I'm surprised they're revamping. Although I'm not gonna lie to you, I really hate the title Baddie. So I already told you this yesterday when we were. They gotta do what they gotta do. <laughs> I, I I totally understand why, you know, because namesake, but um. You know, I think, wait, did I say this last episode or like the when we were talking about reality TV, how during quarantine is when I discovered love and hip hop. Oh, yes. Yeah, we did yes. talk about it with uh, Corey when we had Corey over. Mm -hmm. and I was just like, <laughs> the love I have for love and hip hop is ridiculous. <laughs> She's sorry. watching Atlanta, y'all. If you have never seen Love and Hip Hop, I would highly recommend that you watch the Atlanta version because there are four different versions of Love and Hip Hop. They have the original Love and Hip Hop New York, then they have Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, then Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, and then we got Love and Hip Hop Miami. And I said them in order of, you know, when the show came behind each other. Wow, you've been following the arc for a while. I, since 2013, that's when I got hit to Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So you're seeing the season that drew me in. You know, Justin and Stevie, Mimi. <laughs> please, if you're you living really outside me, the United States, watch it, please. You really love me, Stevie. <laughs> Stevie, you don't love me. 
You just take me to the clinic. You don't give me love. You just buy me a buy me a sandwich and then just leave me here. <laughs> you riding on my bus. <laughs> oh my gosh. But this is the thing, like, you know, the persona of a reality star, like, t you know, the persona that creates like who it's okay. So we all know that half the time reality TV is fake, right? You have two different versions of tell me that. Are you serious right now? Wait, what? You mean to tell me it's not fake? Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you seriously? You know, okay, like take Paris Hilton for example. Everything she did was all an act. She's real. She's yes. <laughs> playing a playing. I know. <laughs> you but know. Yeah. I I never watched The Simple Life. Never. Like, I remember watching two episodes, but I was never into it. Like, I just couldn't get, I don't know. I couldn't get hooked. Yeah. To be completely honest, I was not a fan of The Simple Life. You know what? Realized... Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Finish. Oh, no. I did not like Paris Hilton, nor did I like, actually, I cared for Nicole. I did not like Paris Hilton at all. And it was for the most obvious reason. Well, I feel kind of guilty because the only time I cared about Paris Hilton back in the day is when she was with the trio. Or actually, it was, well, she always switched. It was when she was with Kim and uh, Brittany and Lindsay. Yeah, because, you know, that was a whole mess. Like, I was always buying the magazine because I wanted to read. Now, you, we're talking about, I was like, what? Uh, ending middle school, getting into high school when all of that stuff was happening, right? Or no, no, yeah. later, high school. I like, mean, I, I did see my high school. I did say on the last episode that I truly believe that Paris Hilton is the queen of reality television. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of about to like contradict myself right now because I just said a few seconds ago that I, you know, did not like Paris Hilton. I can say here, I do have a love-hate relationship with Paris Hilton, but now as I've grown older as an adult, I've actually grown to appreciate The Simple Life. <laughs> I don't know why I did not like this show back then. Because I thought I about it, I said, yeah, I still it. wouldn't have liked this show back then. You know what but I was today, watching? it's funny. You know what I was watching when I wasn't watching The Simple Life? I don't know uh, if they were all at the same time. And you know, thank you, Amazon Prime. I know it's really problematic, but come on, it's a reality show. And oh my God, I love it. I've been binge watching, uh, what's the show? Um, come on and I love my house. You know what I'm talking about? No. What is it? Um, Kendra. Kendra, you don't know Kendra? Kendra, you know Kendra from um, Playboys? Yes. Oh, that's my girl. That's, yeah, I never girls watched Girls Next Door. That's what it was. Show. I never watched it. Girl, I with watched her husband. Girls Next Door. That's, that's yeah, I watched that. I was watching that when I was, I don't know if they were all. I was in high school watching time. it. I had no business we, watching that. We had no business watching <laughs> that, but I'm sorry. I was tuning in. I love Kendra from the start. Like, oh my goodness, that was my girl. Because she was so relatable between the other two girls anyways. And you know, um, yeah, Kendra was my yeah, favorite. Kendra, I just love how she was sportsy. She kept it a hundred. She was, I just loved her persona. And then on top of that, Holly was the cutest. I thought Holly was so adorable. Yeah, I loved Holly. And Bridget was just the Karen of the group. She was always standing there just looking pretty. Like she's, you know, Holly is um, married to the lead singer of All Time Low. 
Really? Yeah. I Google didn't know it. That. I, yes. Oh. Yes. And she also used to be in a relationship with um, Joe Pasquale. And for people who don't know who Joe Pasquale is, yeah. If you're in the EDM scene, you know who Joe Pasquale is. He's the um, person that runs um, EDC. Mm -hmm. So she was in a relationship with him for years. Like they were together for a good minute. Then unfortunately they broke up and then she um, ended up getting with the lead singer of all time low. And I think they're, yeah, they definitely have a kid but they are together. I don't know what became of Bridget though, but of course, you know, Kendra got married, then no, she- Bridget, mm -hmm. yeah, low key. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with the girls, so <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Getting back to love and hip hop though, I've been really enjoying myself watching it with you. And I know <laughs> you keep telling me I'm living in the past and I keep telling you, listen, this is my present right now. You have to pretend the thing about watching with you. Cause you know, I tell you like, pretend like this is, this is new to you. You've never seen this because I want to know what your reaction is. Like, I truly want to know what was Catherine thinking? Cause I feel like what you probably thought when you first initially watched the show is probably different from today, isn't it? Yes. I don't have the same thought. No, yes, I absolutely agree. So for those who do not know what Love and Hip Hop is, it is a show based on, you know, people in the hip hop industry. So yes, Yasmin, I watched it um, back in 2013 and I was just hooked. So it's kind of funny having to rewatch it again <laughs> because version, right? it's I'm seeing stuff that I completely forgot happened so I'm really going How down memory lane yeah I'm sorry half of the stuff I've seen I mean the most forgettable stuff that's on there is probably like Carly Ray and and what's what Carly Red <laughs> oh I don't I don't give a shit the other one uh the one there's that so got many you, no the one Mimi? that got you no the one that got you uh banned from Twitter I don't want to say that name. Say it because I can't remember her name. Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Is she on Love and Hip Hop? Oh, or K Michelle. K Michelle. Wait, wait, hold up. Candace Owens is on Love and Hip Hop? No, I thought you said that got your Twitter oh, banned. Wait, so Candace Owens is what got you banned and from Twitter. And K Michelle blocks me. Oh, that's what it was. I, I don't know why I thought it was K. Okay, so K Michelle had me blocked on Twitter. So if anybody knows who K Michelle is, and anybody who's wanting to know who K Michelle is, don't even look her up if you're wanting to know she's irrelevant. But we're gonna make her relevant right now because she needs the coins, <laughs> literally. I remember, I remember you told me what was that sometime last year there was a trend going around. Why did uh K Michelle? K Michelle block you? Block you? In the whole thread in Twitter. <laughs> yes. So the reason why K Michelle um, blocked me. So this was back in the year, maybe 2014, 2013, when that season started coming out. Mm -hmm. Iggy Azela was relevant. And I actually used to be a fan of her. That's when she came out with Fancy and stuff. So K Michelle being the hater. Yeah, K Michelle being the hater that she normally is, she basically called out Iggy Azalea. Was just like, "How are you, a white woman, and you sing like you're you're a southern rap black woman? This isn't right. This is minstrel. This is that." And then Perez Hilton came in and was just like, "Are you mad because she's on the charts and you're not?" 
you need reality television to stay relevant. And I agree with Perez Hilton. It's so true because I was thinking the same thing at the time. So while they're arguing, I got on Twitter and I basically was, you know, writing my opinion. So I basically wrote something like, hey, Michelle got a lot of nerve. I said to come, I was like, got a lot of nerve to come for Iggy Azela. I said, she's literally about to be washed up right as we speak. So I think you need to be worrying about your career than be worrying about somebody else's. Some gist of like that. And then it got retweeted. was it probably was harder than that knowing myself because this was years ago Yasmin Perez Hilton tweeted me and then yeah he and that's the first ever famous ish person to ever retweet me it was Perez Hilton so he retweeted me on that and then afterwards I wrote um I wrote something along the lines of I said okay Michelle I said you're nothing but a hater I said you're I was like you're mad for no fucking reason I said worry about your career sit the fuck down I said if you want to be you know if you want to be relevant why don't you get rid of you know reality tv I was just talking shit Yasmin and Perez Hilton retweeted me two more times so i got retweeted about three times from perez hilton and that was it and then you want to know what the worst part was i thanked perez hilton for retweeting me he never responded so i retweeted him one more time and i was just like hey since we're at this can i get a follow he left me on red I, you know that I'm older, I think about it. Why the hell did you want to follow from Perez Hilton? And I felt like a bitch because I don't like Perez Hilton, but I got starstruck for some reason. <laughs> like how you get starstruck by somebody you don't like? I, I, to this day, I found that weird because I don't like Perez Hilton, but I got starstruck. <laughs> and then like years later, K. Michelle was t- trending on Black Twitter and I don't know why she was trending on Black Twitter. So I went to check. Every time I clicked her name, it wouldn't let me see her profile. So I had to directly go in the search engine and click her name. You know how you could see it on anybody's profile? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to go directly in the search engine and do it. So when I clicked it, it said, you are blocked from seeing K. Michelle's tweets and everything. And I was just like, am I really blocked by K. Michelle, the singer? you know like quotation marks we need to put this on tiktok yes <laughs> the singer that's wild that's crazy i said for a, for a trick that talks a lot of shit you was quick to block me and if you go on twitter people just write k michelle blocked me or k michelle blocked you will see a giant thread of people saying all the reasons why k michelle blocked them and it's funny as shit man <laughs> oh my god i did go i don't remember like some of them were kind of wild some of them were i wish i could read some actually can i read some of them can i see if i can find some okay so we're gonna read a few of the tweets on the internet that we can find and this thread is called why came a show blocks me One girl says, K. Michelle blocked me for calling her dirty after she microwaved her panties and posted the black puss apart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Another person writes, Hey, y'all. I remember one day I tweeted, K. Michelle, girl, I could write you a song and get paid. She blocked me. So on that note, for the real artists out here, not them K. Michelle's, if you're interested in a song or need a song written, DM me for info. Dang, she rude. 
Came, uh, one chick says, Kay Michelle blocked me some years back and I never said anything to her, LOL. But goodness, was that music video horrific. <laughs> Another guy, a guy says, the good thing about this backup is I have a fresh start with Michelle Williams and Kay Michelle. I really don't know why Kay Michelle blocked me on my main account, but I was defending her when I got blocked. And Michelle was just on a blocking spree, so I guess I caught in. <laughs> Another chick says, the fact K. Michelle still has me blocked from when we argued is bothering me. Like, bitch, unblock me. <laughs> he said I wasn't done. Round two, let's go. <laughs> Somebody said, this guy said, 50 Cent retweeted me. K. Michelle blocked me <laughs> because 50 Cent retweeted him. And you know what? I think that's what happened to me. Perez Hilton retweeted me, and then she blocked me. She took the opportunity to block me. Probably. One chick is saying, "I don't know what I don't know what happened. I was always on his side. Now K Michelle knows why she blocked me." And then another chick goes, "I remember when K Michelle blocked me on Twitter, so I went on IG and told her to unblock me. She cussed me out and blocked me on IG too." Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm. I mean. With the whole K Michelle thing, I'm still only because she's not even in season three. We just started season three together. Yeah. So yeah. Because she was that problematic, and she basically was ratchet. Yeah. Yeah, K Michelle is actually one of the epitome of ratchet reality television stars. And to be honest, uh huh. Mm -hmm. No, I said, and to be honest, it's completely for no reason. No reason at all to be a nasty. You know what? I I did notice that by season two because she started she started uh it was in that music video where she started picking that fight with that dude talking about all this gay this gay that or whatever mm -hmm. and i was just like what the hell uncalled she's, for uncalled she's a bully that backtracks completely ratchet a bully that backtracks but she gave me one of the most iconic thing because i you know i kept meaning to post this on her instagram maybe uh, i'll do it later but like when she's like Woo, she's shaking the table <laughs> this bitch is shaking the table <laughs> that is iconic though it is. that is it's good like you can apply it to your daily life you know <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man, I love that. But can we talk about uh, Stevie and Jocelyn? Yes, oh, I'm loving so Hip Hop funny. Atlanta. Hold on. Hold on, you know what's so funny? When we first started the show, I remember before we started watching Atlanta together, you were like, you're gonna see, and I remember specifically, specifically you, <laughs> you were like, oh man, like I hate this bitch, or like, no, you didn't call her a bitch, but like, you you were saying something like I don't like Jocelyn and oh I have a love hate relationship with Jocelyn that's what it was okay sorry but like I remember when you had told me when we first started watching Atlanta you were like uh you you know I don't like her I don't know about you and I guess you thought I was gonna be in the bandwagon with you but girl I was on the based on the first season yeah on a wagon I was on the train okay oh, <laughs> sorry I was <laughs> I was on the bus. <laughs> Viewer, Sasa viewers, listeners, Yasmin fell in love with Jocelyn Hernandez um, from the Love very and Hip Hop. First episode that I saw her in, and I was, I remember lo looking at you, and I was like, oh, "What was wrong with her?" <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm like, you mean the fact that she's sleeping with somebody's husband? Well, boyfriend. I don't think, you know, that, that may be the problem. <laughs> and I remember I told you, I was like, Kat, but she's been doing this for 15 years. I dead ass. I remember this conversation like it was yesterday, even though it was like last month when we first started watching. Yo, whoa. Well, Mimi wasn't the brightest person, as you can see. That's ratchet as hell. Like, how you gonna go, <laughs> listeners? It, how are you gonna go to therapy with your significant other and the person that they're cheating on you with? That was you wild. three are going to therapy to figure out where you three stand. Is this a polygamous relationship or are y'all just clowns that come together he, like the Stooges? You know, I truly thought that's what he wanted. Yep, Mimi from Love and Hip Hop has been in a relationship with Stevie J for 15 years and Stevie J is cheating on her with Justin Hernandez. So there's some, you know, just in case people are confused with names and just want to keep on track. If that ain't the most ratchet thing that's going on, like for real, for real. As a me personally, I would have been in jail for Stevie J. Yes, and every time I watch it with you, I get like you know that little uncomfortable like laugh I do, where it's I, either I'm very uncomfortable, right funny, or it's like I'm angry <laughs> laugh, where I'm just like, yo, I would so be in jail right now. And meanwhile, Yasmin's just sitting here, people, and she's I, eating it up. I, she I, loves every minute of it. I did tell you though, someone like Stevie needs someone like Jocelyn. Because they both know how to how to communicate to each other in some sense. True. If you don't like, here's my thing. Because if I was looking at like Mimi's relationship with that whole situation, right? I know, I know, people are probably living in the past, and I'm just, this is my present, okay? And I want to talk about it. You know how mad I am that I, you know, at the time when the show came out, I couldn't live tweet. Like I couldn't, you know, like what am I in 2021 doing tweeting these people like? <laughs> For something that happened in 2013, 14. That don't make no sense. But I'm just like, <clears throat> the thing is like, there are people who are just like, it's weird. It's weird. I, I don't know how to explain it, but- it's They make ghetto decisions <laughs> like Mimi. And I'm not even trying to call Mimi ghetto, but I'm just saying the decision that she made was ghetto. Because personally, I went and fake a sex tape in order to pay for my child's college fund. Wait, hold up. Remember? Hold up, hold up. She faked it. Oh, you are such a hoe right now. Oh my God. Get you are such a hoe. Okay, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary people, listen, this B right here, we're not even done with season three. Are you serious right now? Are you serious right now? Did you really just spoil this? Are we, are we really doing this right now? Kasson, I am so sorry. I forgot we're not done. Shit. But don't worry, don't worry. That's not the only thing that happens that season. There, there are other things that are more- yeah You know what? You would be the type to forget. Just like how you thought you tagged me in a post, but you actually didn't. No, I'm not gonna let that go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, listeners, I'm an asshole. This. Oh, oh my, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Actually happened? Yeah, but Gazin, I think, Gazin, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, just- So just to let everybody know, where are you in season three? Well, let me tell you, I am at the part where like, Stevie just went into um, 
or like Stevie's at uh, Boston with the Benzino. And this is right after he got shot and they were going to talk about some stuff. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm at that episode, whatever. And you know, it's actually, it sounds funny, but I forgot Benzino got shot too. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is why I mean, he lived. He lived. That's yes, what matters. I'm pretty sure Benzino would wanna, wouldn't want to remember he got shot. Like, come on now. <laughs> I mean, it's on television. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Like, can you imagine? I mean, there's probably people like once in a while. I mean, I think I tweeted something out, but I didn't tag them in it because, you know, but if you look it up, like it'll probably be there. I think I, I think I tweeted this. I don't remember where it's like, um, I'll say something that happened on the show and then, but I don't directly tag them because I was just like, you know, I'm living in the past, you know, like I'm just watching things that happen, but I'm pretty sure there are people who are still tweeting them like, yo, this actually happened. Let me tell you the plot twist in season three got me shook to the core. Like I say, as in, this is nothing. At least I didn't spoil the end for you. That's what matters. So up. I'm just going to shut up. Do. Just shut up, Kat. Yeah, I am. I am so sorry. I cannot believe that. Even so, now that I know. Damn it, Kat. I'm sorry. Now, I mean, I don't know how I feel anymore because now knowing that it's fake, Mimi, what the f you did all this shit for what? <laughs> like just but, I mean, Yasmin, you'll find out. I mean, you'll find no, out. No, no, because okay, up to the episode I was watching, remember, she's going through the gigs, she's got a quote unquote child because she's like quote unquote, like I feel for her. I don't want people to to call me. I don't know how I feel about being called a porn star. You were never a porn star from the beginning. She technically is. Oh, Yasmin, I caught it. I just caught it. If it's talking. Stop talking. If I can go through the screen right now, <laughs> like, this is making me mad. What is wrong with you? This is the reason why I didn't watch uh, the Avengers part two, or whatever it is, the, the Infinity, whatever it was, part two, because somebody spoiled it. Now I never want to watch it. I have yet to watch it. Last night was the first time, but I'm not going to get into it. So but yes, there's other stuff. stuff you're going to miss, though, during the season, especially that ending. Well, yes, I and I promise you the ending will make the up. Reunion. You know I want to watch the reunion, but yeah. my thing is this. It's like, you did all that. And you said what you said about Jocelyn, but you out here like a porn star. Yes, and like I said, the uh, ending will, you will get redemption, trust me. Oh God, okay, let me tell you how confident I am, listeners, listeners. Care about, no, 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 the only care, listen, I am team Jocelyn all the way, tell yes. this. And I already told you, I have a scenario in my head where I'm Jocelyn's personal assistant. <laughs> Of course. I love this girl. And you know what was wild when you told me that Stevie and Jocelyn are Scorpios? That's my brother and sister right there. Because I'm a Scorpio too. I was like, everything that they've done and said out of their mouths makes a lot of sense. Because before... <laughs> Before I was just like, you know, I was rationalizing what they were saying, you know, like thinking like, okay, so they said this, they did this. Now it makes a lot of sense. I don't need to rationalize shit anymore. <laughs> they love hip hop is just the epitome of ratchet, but of course. However, can... I do you remember how I told you I was like pissed off in the first season when I said Jocelyn should have 
beat that ass of Stevie since the yes. as she waited all the way. She was being real nice because I told you this. It's like what I saw at the therapy session. No, no, I know we shouldn't condone like, you know, fighting and stuff like that. But what she did at that therapy session is what I thought she was going to do when she was talking about the baby or whatever it was. Was it the scene? Where I told you, mm-hmm. like, awesome. Why is she beating the crap out of him? Like, mm-hmm. going on? Like, Justin had patience. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She had real patience. Now, again, I don't condone this behavior, but like, it's a show. <laughs> Me personally, I could never be with a dog like Stevie J. Listeners, like Stevie J, in my opinion, is not the greatest person. Because of all those women that you played, even though at the end of the day, Yasmin, you are right. These women signed up to get played like that it's more the blame on themselves but you gotta look you know the the only time it's a blame is if you stick around for over 15 years like okay like one two three years all right you know but like i don't know deal with your issues and your relationship but come on after three what what are you doing what are you doing He's never going to change. And, I, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on with Jocelyn now because I feel like I'm in the twilight zone because I am watching Atlanta and we just started watching uh, Jocelyn's Cabaret. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone because I'm trying to figure out Jocelyn's timeline and I'm going to put it out there. The only, let me see, the only storyline I actually care about is Jocelyn and CB. I don't care. <laughs> like everybody else, I don't care. I could skip them. But you, I will say this, Kirk makes Stevie look like an angel. <laughs> true, true, true. Anybody that watches Love and Hip Hop, we already know that Kirk is a bastard. Yasmin hasn't seen enough, but she's seen enough. And I don't even need to spoil that for her accidentally. You already did. You, damn, cat. Yasmin, yeah. no, I answered your question. No, no, because technically I'm like, no, because I think I spoke it out loud where I was like, damn, you know, because at, at the uh, the episode I was watching, she was talking about divorce or whatever it is. I was like, yeah, divorce that mother. And then you said something on the lines like uh, you started talking about the meme. You started talking about the meme. Oh, that's yeah. How it, that's how it started, <laughs> and that's when you were like, I was just like, what, what did you say, Kat? And she was like, yeah, they're still married. Kat, what? So let me tell you about this meme. God damn it, Cat. Oh my God. I can't watch nothing with you. Damn. Like I'm that asshole without trying to be that asshole. Damn. (laughs) But Jocelyn's cabaret though. So for um listeners, for those people who don't know what Jocelyn's Cabaret, Jocelyn from Love and Hip Hop has the spinoff and it's on Zeus Network. Highly recommend that you, you know. Maybe test it out. I think it's like what six dollars you said to test it out every month uh, or so. No, it's like four dollars a month, fifty dollars for a year. We paid okay. for the fifty. Yes. So please, you know, watch. I legit said it's a ghetto VH1. I'm sorry. I have to admit it. No, it is. It is. Yes. Yeah, like, I said what I said. And just to confirm it one more time, I said what I said. It is a ghetto VH1. VH1 should take this as a compliment. That's all I know. Because they're the ones that brought us Flavor of Love, um, you know, Chance of Love, you know, Real Chance of Love. Yeah, brought us that. 
So it's just completely ratchet. You see a lot of nudity. This definitely would never be on a network. No, no this is meant I, to be on streaming services. It's funny because, oh, do you remember when we were watching that one episode of Jocelyn's Cabaret? It was a uh, first season. It was in Miami and I was like, yep. Nipples. Yeah. The chicks were walking the and I'm just like, are, can we get like, like the, the black line thing to block her boobs? Like, can we get the black line or at least some blur here? Why? No. No, I, I just didn't. It. No, in the beginning, I didn't expect to see that, Yasmin. I didn't expect it, but I was loving it. It caught me off guard. I'm like, can we get the black bar or some, like, you know, blur here? But okay, I guess. Doing your censorship. So now let me stop. The the female bar is meant to be seen, but I was just like, I kind of just don't want to see it right now. It's kind of drawing away from the (laughs) storyline, even though there's barely a storyline. What? Wait. Yeah, then I'm that chick in the locker room that would dress in the bathroom. Then you go to the bathroom. Why don't you take your lunch in there? Take your lunch in there. Yeah. I'm that person. Really? Yeah, you know, talking about the show, Jocelyn like takes in like 10 chicks who come from very bad backgrounds and tries to give them a second chance at life. You know, you got some people who are cracking jokes like Jocelyn doing what for these women? Jocelyn saving their lives. Listen, it may not be your idea of saving the lives like on some God's plan, God's plan, music background playing. It's basically her who used to be in the streets, especially being a former stripper and being a hustler. She's taking girls that are part of that lifestyle and teaching them to be smart. So that's basically like a stereotypical rapper taking some, you know, underground rappers who are trying to make music that probably sell weed on the side and you just say like listen we can still be street smart but we don't got to go with that approach we can still be hood and still get this money let's teach you to be like jay-z or some shit like that be a rapper be still you know in the rap mindset but you know be smart with your money that's basically what johnson's doing for these women all right is it the best approach no i'm not saying it is all right did they pick the best women half of them no not really Remember Double Homicide? So. Oh, snaps. And you know, it's funny. I think that's the reason why people are like going onto Zeus Network because the shows prior to that, I've, I mean, I don't find anything else interesting except for like what, TT, Do You Love Me? Uh, One More Chance, Jocelyn's Cabaret, uh, and then the conversation. That That's. The- oh, and Baddies ATL now. Well, that's know- just starting, but. Um, we've been watching, we've been tuning in. Oh my God. See, uh, the new episode drops, uh, Sunday or today. Wait, today is Sunday. What the hell? Yes. We gotta watch it. Yes. So we've been watching it till, till now. Okay. And again, uh, the timeline is screwed for me. Cause remember I'm still living in the past. She's with Stevie, but there's this new guy, which is fine. Anyways. So the point is, um, you had mentioned to me earlier that uh, the shade group brought them up because remember the last episode we left off, uh, Jocelyn told the that girl, I don't remember her name, the one that uh, got the abortion. Um, do you, what? She didn't. I mean, it was the whole You know the what? Situation. Let's anyway, call her, I, I, like, I don't know. I don't remember. And I don't, I don't say it in a disrespect. Let's call her Homicide. We'll just give her the nickname Homicide. That's worse. What? Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> 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 
Yikes. Damn. You know what? Let me shut up. I'm doing too much this episode, it seems. <laughs> no, it's like, I know you've been spoiling it, giving names. Oh, Lord. Okay, look, look. So the point is, you had mentioned that the Shade Room brought up the topic where Jocelyn was like, um, who are you coughing at? I know you. Yes. <laughs> or something on the lines of that. You know what's so funny? Because I think, what did you have to say? Because when we were watching the episode, what was that? The last Okay. Episode? Jocelyn's upset. And she's talking to one of the girls who wants to leave. And we're just going to call her double. That's it. Double. So she's mad. Gasmin, I don't know her name. You won't let me call her homicide. Let's call her double. It's polite. Like, you know. F-dub. Does anybody know what her name is? <laughs> I wish I, I really don't care, Yasmin. I feel really I bad. Really, I feel no, terrible. I really wish. Sometimes I really wish we were doing this live. Like, I really, like, I want to go on Twitter and I want us to do our show live on, uh, sorry, not on Twitter. What the hell? Twitch. <laughs> yeah, one day. Yeah. Hopefully by next year. I, but um, getting, getting back. Yeah. So she was mad at double. And Double um, was coughing while, you know, Jocelyn was, you know, setting her straight. Like, why do you want to leave? You're being disrespectful to me after everything I've done. And Double decides to cough in that process. I mean, she says she had something in her throat, but Jocelyn was just like, who you coughing at? Huh? You coughing at me? You think I'm gross and disgusting? You coughing at me? <laughs> and the girl's looking at her like, what the Like, yeah, I she just- was literally like, I got something in my face. Like, but my thing is this. Here's my thing. Because I saw what Jocelyn saw. I don't know if it's her <laughs> Scorpio sister, but I understood exactly what she was doing. I'm not going to lie to you. I did this once myself where like I'm talking and then you do like an eye roll or doing something like that. Like, I know you don't intentionally do it, but when we are in the heated passion of conversating with you, and I remember uh, I told you this. When Jocelyn, because I told you, okay, Jocelyn, prior to this couple of episodes, she sat down with the girl and they had a heart to heart and they were discussing, you know, how the girl was suicidal and, you know, she wanted to leave and, you know, she was saying like, you know, better than this. And they had a moment together. The thing is, right when we lead up to that moment where the girl started coughing, the thing is, mm -hmm. I truly think what was happening is that Jocelyn really cared. She really cared about her. So when she was passionately yelling at her, like that was the best way I could describe it. When she was passionately yelling at her, like all of a sudden she just coughs. And that's just a sign that we see as disrespect because we over here, like she vouched for you, girl. Yeah. She vouched for you. She's here. She cares about you. You left because I don't know, something's up with your wig or whatever it was. Remember she left. That was and you got the nerve to cough in front of her. You don't cough in front of Jocelyn. You guys have to watch, like, you guys have to see how this scene plays out because the girl, as she was being yelled at, she's drinking her water. But the thing is, she coughs, drinks the water, she gives her that side eye, and then she coughs again. And that's when Jocelyn went off. I did that, uh, what is it, that NFL play by play for you? <laughs> <laughs> I love doing this where I'm like, cat, let me show you, let me show you. So I rewind the, the tape back and I was just, or the video back. And I was just like, look, 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 you just don't understand. Let me tell you where she's coming from. I <laughs> here, Jocelyn is in rage. 
but she's passionate about it because she cares about her. Remember, because I was back in episode like, blah, okay, Jocelyn, don't cough. Like the homegirl can't have shit in her throat. Like, I okay. Said, I remember you said that. And I was like, no. And this is why I did that play by play for you. Because I was like, do you see how Jocelyn's really like passionately like yelling at this girl? Um, and I started like, I really wish they had like a slow down button, but I was just like, okay, pay attention to her face. <laughs> I remember telling you that. And then she's like there, she coughed, she starts drinking. And while she's doing this, Jocelyn is still yelling at her. Right. And mm -hmm. I, and then you saw it, she did that whole side eye thing. She looked at Jocelyn with a side eye, drank the water and <clears throat> coughed. I mean, forgetting we're in COVID. I mean, or whatever pandemic sorry pandemic because you know uh youtube don't like that word so pandemic and you know <laughs> that's when jocelyn's like who are you coughing at you coughing at me i know she's not coughing <laughs> at me and then the funny part I, it, she was being exaggerating but like i totally understood where she's coming from but she was like she was coughing at, you know when she was doing her like little solo video in the solo video jocelyn's like she was coughing all over my face. I was like, yo, okay, Jocelyn, I get you were angry, but you were like four feet away from her. <laughs> like, Jocelyn's know. always been like that. I mean, I you saw the video of her calling out Wendy. Wendy, you know the power black women in. Every time they come on this show, you always want to tear them down when you should be uplifting us. And I was like, I totally agree, Jocelyn. Get her, Jade. I, totally. <laughs> I haven't watched that video yet, but I did see a couple of clips because it was circulating in on over on TikTok. But the the funny thing is, I understood where she's coming from. And what makes me mad is that you you were telling me when you go to the comment section of the shade room, people were like like against her i was like i know half of y'all with those twitter thumbs saying <laughs> some stuff on twitter we cannot be picking and choosing when it's right when it's wrong when we've all done something like that or to the extent or level to that i'm just like for real guys i don't know i haven't been in the shade room comments room but this is based on what you said but i was just like listen like i said i love jocelyn i'll I defended her <laughs> multiple times, especially during Atlanta. But I'm just like, like, I don't know. I think it was reasonable, like everything that went down there because, you know, Jocelyn felt some type of way. She got disrespected. Like the girl clearly was, I don't want to say taking advantage, but I, she's not taking the, the situation seriously. You know, you were barely. Yeah, what was it? She was trying to like get back into the room, but security's like, no, you can't get back in or something like that. And that's, mm -hmm. what, that's initially what started that whole situation. So I don't know what people seen like in terms of like the full clip, but you know, cause the shade room, I believe they're only gonna take the, the clip of it. They're not gonna show you like, there's actually like a whole story. Let me just show you this one, one clip. So it's just like, dang, yeah. That was just my two cents on that. But I can't wait for the new episode, which is dropping today, and I'm excited. Well, at the time of the recording, it's Sunday. But when the video drops, it'll be Friday. <laughs> right. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> and we could probably follow up on that. Oh, so, oh yeah. Will, you know, because I'm here for it. I've been, ooh, since that episode aired and that double homicide was circulating, I'm, I'm sorry, I got hooked since then. And I'm glad Barbie is out. Remember, I told you this girl looking real sus. I don't give a f No, I said what I said. I don't like her. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs>
<laughs> you're like i said what i said <laughs> like because my thing is she was trying to act so hard to be a bottom bitch but she was never acting like a bottom. why are you here you can't even dance the girl mm-hmm. said it on the show finally jocelyn saw what i saw like she was like another what's that girl from season one because we watched jocelyn's cabaret of season one was her name daisy or something daisy. it was like a flower no it was something i was just like cash she's acting like the first girl do you remember that i said that mm-hmm. i was just like they, they have like almost similar like i don't know ideas delusional like, mentalities yeah i guess that's what you can call it like how are you like you know what's so funny though because i did joke around with you because remember i was just like can you imagine you know that scene when jocelyn started throwing her shit outside of the house and like jocelyn was like she left she left she went upstairs got her uh maletas and she just dumped it outside of the i don't want her ass in here yeah and i was just don't don't let her in here (laughs) yeah and then i remember telling you as we were watching it i was like you know what would be kind of funny I know it didn't actually happen, but you know what would be really funny? If this whole time that girl was over at McDonald's just getting her breakfast and then she comes, <laughs> she comes back with her shit all over the floor. <laughs> like, That's funny. Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> she could have just called and be like, oh, you know what? I need my, like, what, what, whatever, like, Mac something. I don't know. I don't eat McDonald's breakfast. And then she's going to be like, huh? Why is you here? <laughs> Literally. That's an iconic Jocelyn Hernandez quote. Another iconic Jocelyn Hernandez quote. You always say that you're going to take me back to the strip club. I'm not going back to the strip club. You hear me, Stevie? I'm not going back. (laughs) And now, coming into our next segment, let's talk about it. Where we talk about, you know, gossip, maybe some blogs that we've read and some news stories. And we're going to give our opinions on them. And this is a story that we both found and sent to each other, ironically. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. And this was about the two teachers in Texas that used a paddleboard to whoop a student. Oh, a principal. And a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, the principal and the teacher used a wooden paddle to spank one of the children in the class. And they had used it, what, three or four times they had paddled that child? I don't know. I stopped the video after, yeah. like, after, after the, I think it was the principal that hit the child. I don't know. But uh, yeah. after they said, like, uh, put your hands down, I, I stopped. I stopped right there. because Yeah, uh, there is a video. We will post uh, the article down, and the article will have the video in there. That's just the article itself. So it's a new story regardless. But it is just insane because the mother was the one that recorded it. She recorded it quietly in her um, purse when the teachers were, of course, distracted, hitting her child. And of course, some people are going to probably be listening to this like, how the hell is she just standing there recording when uh, two teachers are hitting your child with a wooden paddleboard? Like, I would have you know gone off Mm -hmm. unfortunately it's because she's an undocumented immigrant yeah and that just shows you some of the problems that we you know have discussed over a few you know episodes over time it's just sad that people are feeling so helpless today 
and you know, I did say at the very beginning of our season, there's that sort of, you know, where's your empathy? Where's your emotions? Like, where is that whole sense of humility? Yeah. Like, how can you, a teacher, use a paddleboard on a student? Like, that's just crazy. And I know it's ironic, especially since, you know, one episode we may get into, you know, parenting and spanking and stuff. That's the situation is apples and oranges to me completely. Like, no teacher should be putting their hands on your child at all. Nope. Unless my child assaults you themselves, like, there should be no reason. I told you this when you first went, okay. So I initially saw this from, um, I, I saw this on TikTok and somebody did a duet uh, to this TikTok. And um, I, that's how I initially saw it, right? And then you read the article. And I remember when, uh, before we started recording today, I remember I had told you, Kat, I didn't need to finish watching the video to tell you it's on site. I would already have put my hands on that woman I, mm -hmm. I didn't know that she was undocumented so my thoughts were a little bit different and first off i didn't know she, that it was the mother that was recording I thought, yeah it was the mother i thought it was the student or somebody else i didn't know the situation no. because you know on tiktok like I, I saw it on i think it was on cbs's tiktok so um they just put a little caption but i don't think it said that um yeah, it didn't say that she was the one recording. She It just says the student's mother doesn't speak English and didn't give consent. So, um... I hope she can find talk. a loophole that allows her to press charges. I think there is. I mean, there's enough. Listen, that principal, that teacher, the two people involved, they need to be fired. I hope they never get a job again. I don't care. I mm -hmm. said, like, you just don't put your hands on someone else's children. Like, I wouldn't do that to anybody else's kids, so don't do it to mine. Exactly. Like, I, no, this is something I would not do. Keep, you know, we said this, and what, you know, getting back to love and hip hop, they even said on the show, keep the children out of it. That's it. My you know? curiosity is how, like, how sadistic are you that you can hit somebody's child in front of them and think that you not gonna catch the fade or think that you not, like, that's just what's crazy to me. That's just for that one story, but that's, you know. That's so unacceptable. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. and I told you this, I want the school to ban me. I don't, I really don't care. Like, you just put your, your hands on my child, you know? And if I was related to that mother, I would be like, Okay, I'm gonna pull up. Where's the teacher at? Where's the principal? Like, we, you know, again, we only get part of the story. Now, I'm going to say this. I only care about the aftermath, what happens. I do not care. Whatever excuse you're gonna give me is bullshit. I don't wanna hear it. Don't even yep. use this. I, I don't give it to me. I don't wanna hear it. I do Explain it to the judge. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just don't, I don't care, you know, and it's crazy. I mean, the majority, when I go into TikTok, the majority of the things that are being said is, yes, we understand discipline the child, but only to your own child. You shouldn't be disciplining somebody else's kid. Like, what? I can't, but I'm happy everybody. Uh, it's just... Yeah, most of the people in here um, you know, agreed that like, this is not okay. This should never be okay. I don't know what, what possessed you to do this. No, she did not have had empathy that day. 
Um, I would like to know what would happen if somebody goes ahead and touches your children. Mm -hmm. Let me know what, how you feel. You're going to be okay with that. If you're okay with that, you're sick. I don't care. Exactly. You're sick. And we're going to end it on that. And we're going to bring the transition into Farrah Abrams. And we're going to make her relevant when I really shouldn't. But I just needed to talk about this because we're talking about children. So Farrah Abraham is a porn star. Sorry, I yeah. feel like every time I hear her name, it's like, what does she do now? She's a, she's a washed up porn, um, wannabe porn star. And I'm not even being funny. She really is a washed up wannabe porn star. But she got her start on 16 and pregnant. She got pregnant at the age of 16 and she was casted to be on the show. And I actually remember watching a little bit of the first season of 16 and pregnant because my friend, when she was pregnant with my godson, we watched it together because I she was 18. Yeah. Yeah, she was 18 when she was pregnant with my godson. So, you know, we're teenagers and, you know, we're young. So we're just like, you know, let's watch 16 and Pregnant so we can learn and it was, you know, see if it was relatable. But seeing, you know, Farah, I did not like her from the jump. She was completely ignorant. When she did start the season off, she did want to get rid of it. She did say she did. Her mother which, did not allow her. Yeah, which mm -hmm. is not, you know, which is not a problem if you don't feel like you want to be, you know. And it a was mother. terrible because even through that, she was harassed. Like her mother would call her out her name occasionally and be like, well, wouldn't call her out her name, just call her a whore and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. Over the years, maybe that's what changed her personality. Maybe this is like the ripple effect where it's a generational thing. Mm. Because it's no secret that Farah Abraham is a racist. She's been called out for it so many times. It's ridiculous. She's almost had her ass beat, I think, by what's her name, Amber, on one of the seasons of um, Teen Moms, which was the spinoff. Yeah. She got fired from Team Moms in 2017 after she did a second sex tape. Yeah. yeah. I think because, you know. A, I think they had a discussion where some of the cast members were concerned about her coming back. Yeah, because one, she was that. very problematic. I told you, Amber wanted to beat her ass. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if I have the time, I can find um, some of these clips that I'm talking about and post it, you know, on our podcast episode. Yep, Amber tried to beat her ass because she came at her sideways and said something very disrespectful. She's basically, Yasin, she's the type of woman that would talk shit and run and then cry. She's the ultimate Karen. And, but getting to the point of why I am bringing her up, I just want to get people her background. She went into porn, didn't work out too much. Then she went back in, MTV fired her because of her porn career. They said that we cannot have you on our show. The whole point of our show is to inspire young girls who do get pregnant, that they can be something better, not to come for anybody who's in the line of adult entertainment or in the line of sex work. This is no DSTR coming to you. It's just that they have their own vision for what they want their cast members to yeah. have. They have a morality clause, basically. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that's MTV's morality clause. And clearly Farah didn't fit the mark. 
And like I said, Yasmin, she's very, very, very ignorant. And she has a child. The issue that um, people are having is how she's raising her child. She basically treats her child like an accessory. Her little girl's name is Sophia. Yeah. She's 12 years old now. She's a beautiful little girl. Just two weeks ago, people were upset because she uploaded a picture of her daughter and her daughter had hair extensions and her nails done long. Well, do you yeah. remember, be, prior to this, do you remember she, I think her child, I don't know. I think her baby probably would have been four or five at the time. Do you remember how like, I don't know if she waxed it or tweezed her eyebrows and people were on a fit? Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? This, well, this I don't guess like, this was so long ago. Right, but this is not, you know, the things that you're saying to me right now was not surprising because I already knew she was going to do stuff like this because she was tweezing her daughter's eyebrows or I don't know what she was doing, waxing, tweezing. Like, this was like years ago. Yeah. I th and I think she was like four or five. That's what was concerning is that the child was... I mean, I could be wrong. I'm, I could be remembering wrong, but that that child was really young when she uh, started tweezing the the eyebrows. But yeah, people were upset about the picture. They're just like, why does your child look so grown? Because of the like the long nails, the hair extension, and the outfit that she was wearing. And of course, you know, as a mother, uh, parents gonna say something naturally like, worry about your kid, and I'll worry about mine. But it's come to a point where it's getting very, very ridiculous. Like she literally walks around her child like she's an accessory. She's even made videos talking down on her daughter. Like she made a video talking about. Sophia whole, didn't clean the whole yeah interrupt you the whole talking down to your daughter thing is not surprising it shouldn't happen but it's not surprising because remember we watched the relationship dynamic between her and um, her and her mom but now it's just getting so ridiculous because she made her daughter a Instagram account that had gotten deleted at one time no, her daughter made an Instagram account and then it got deleted because she wasn't of age to get it IG. Right, right, so right. her mother made her an IG account. Like, Farrah also goes on her daughter's social media because you know how some celebrities or some reality stars have like, you know, IG accounts for their children and they yeah. like build a fan base. Yeah, she does that for her daughter, basically. And she'll endorse her stuff under her daughter's IG. Like, oh, I totally love this skin condition brand. Mommy uses it all the time. You should follow mommy if you want to find that, like, stuff, tweets. Oh, like, so she'll, like, do some plugins or whatever. She'll, like, plug whatever's happening. Yeah, yeah. And even in her videos, too, when she's selling a product on her own personal videos, she'll, like, hashtag her daughter's name in it. And her daughter will have nothing to do with the product. And what had pissed people off a while back is that she was charging people for them to follow her daughter on um, IG, for her for her daughter to follow them on IG. Yasmin, guess how much her daughter's account was charging people to pay her to follow them? That's creepy. I'm not going to lie. No, That's take a guess. Take a guess how much. Oh, I don't even want to know, but I know it's in the thousands or whatever. Yeah, but you want to pick a number at least? No, I already did it. <laughs> I'm not really, Yasmin? I'm I'm a little over this story. You know why? Because okay, twenty five thousand dollars, people. For those who are wondering, yeah. 
this yeah, woman that's is what i thought um i knew it was gonna be somewhere in the thousands yeah, yeah it's somewhere up there They're so can you imagine somebody charging $25,000 for their 12-year-old child to follow them. And this is the scary thing. Anybody that buys and pays for that is a creeper by default. You're paying $25,000 for your to, for a 12-year-old to follow you. See, that I, like brings in yeah, so much was, problems. Yeah, that's what I was about to say too. And this is why I'm over the story because she yeah. really doesn't care. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain people I stop talking about following or whatever is for this reason is because the more you talk about them, the more clout you give them like we are right now. The, the thing is, even if we say like, oh, there's this trash person, whatever it is, she has 2.6 million followers. None of them are going to unfollow her. Like how many times is she going to be called out? Like just like James Charles and all of them, how many times are you going to be called out and they still have the amount of followers that they have? It's true. I mean, we were talking about Kendra. You know, there's a clip of Kendra almost whooping her ass. Yes, Kendra. What? Yes, Yasmin. What? I mean, if you want to, we can pause and you could see the clip. No, I'll watch it after the show. Okay, because I'm about to say we could always do. Uh, yes, Kendra was going to beat her ass because she said something I racist. Kendra. Like, yes, because what? she said something racist. Be I f and the thing, I don't know what she said exactly, but they were. it was on marriage boot camp and Farrah said something racist. And you know, Kendra's husband is a biracial black man. Right, right. And she even says it in the clip. She said, how dare you say that? She said, my, she was like, my husband is biracial, he's black. I have a black son. Yes, my son is like, like she literally called that out. She wanted to beat that ass. It, like, girl, we'll, we'll, we'll watch it after. Loved, okay, I would have, oh man. Like I said, she's been called out on her nonsense so many times. It's just ridiculous. And now, you know, people are just having this fear. They're like, your child, you're trying to turn your child into you. And I understand why people are saying it, but at the same time, I think her daughter's gonna be okay. Because yeah. she seems smart enough to realize the nonsense of her mother. Like, how are you 30 and you look like you're 45? That's not cute. But ending on that note, I've saved this gossip section for last. So you know how we spoke with Christopher just a few episodes ago about, you know, Asian hate? Uh-huh. This month right now for the next few weeks is Asian Pacific Islander you know, month and, you know, Asian, where we are, you know, giving homage and, you know, appreciation to Asians and Pacific Islanders that are giving contributions to this country. Well, um, I joined NBC um, Asia or NBC Asian, uh -huh. where they just strictly show Asian news. It's just Asian news. And I was looking at an article just dated, I think, the day before yesterday, and it said, hold on, matter of fact, I'll tell you what it said. So, Yasmin, let's play a game, okay? Okay. It's called Name That Asian. Name and that it's not, yeah, Name That, that Asian. Okay. Yep. And it's not to be funny as in, oh, Name That Asian. Trust me, we're not bringing it, making it into an ignorant thing. I'm going to name the Asian person that Americans may should know or they're familiar with. And after I name that person, you're gonna name one too. Do you? Okay, I'm gonna start, okay? Okay. Gong Lee. Brenda Song. 
Sandra O. Oh. Uh, what, what's the Candle Park? Candle? Candle Park? I think that's how you pronounce his name. Ken wants to be. Oh God, I can't pronounce his last name, but it's Ken Jong, the guy from from Star Trek, I think. Okay, Michelle Young. Um. Oh no no no! The guy, sorry, the guy from uh, Star Trek is uh, George uh, Takei. Sorry. sorry okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can't look up no names. You can't look up no names. No. Well, the thing. Okay. Because I didn't okay. know. I didn't know that. Because when you had asked me originally, I thought mm -hmm. of a couple of names off the top of my head. So I wrote them down because I, you know what I mean? Because. Because when you had told me this earlier, I just wrote a list out. You didn't say I couldn't do that. I just no, it's wrote fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just don't look okay. at anything. Let's just keep going. Whose okay. turn? Um, whose turn is it? Oh, I said uh, George uh, Takei, the guy from Star Trek. Okay, Aquafina. Uh, Ali Wong. Oh boy. Connie Chung. Is that her last name? I, I don't but, know. I don't know who Okay, I'm gonna tap out. I'm gonna okay. tap out. I, I have one more. Lucy Okay. Lou. Lucy Lou. You can't. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Thing. I am so sorry, Miss Lucy. You didn't think of it? I am, oh my gosh. I am so sorry, Miss Lucy. That is ridiculous. Lucy Lou? Yeah, I, I, the, okay. I have more, but like, I, you told me I can't read off my list, so. Okay. I, I didn't know. Gonna, I, yeah. I thought I didn't know. I wish you would have told me, like, think of these people at the top of your head. You just said, like, list or like, think of the names of uh, Asian. I don't know if they're Asian American people that you personally, you know, know. And I just thought of the yeah, new and person. And that you think that, that Americans, Americans will know. Don't, don't forget um, uh, uh, Jackie Chan, uh, Bruce uh, Lee. Jet Li. But there is a reason I was, you basically won because you were able to name more than me. I did that for a reason. So apparently only 43% of Americans, or I think it was 43% of Americans do not, cannot name a famous Asian person. Well, that's not surprising. Without it being the basics of Sandra Oh, Lucy Liu, Jackie Chan. Bobby Lee. Come on, Bobby oh, Lee. Bobby Lee too. You see, you see, Yasmin? And that's the whole point. You see what we're doing? That is the whole point of the article because when I read it, I was like, you know what? There is a point. And there's another thing that a lot of people don't know. Do you know that less than 1% of leading roles in movies in the United States go to somebody of Asian descent? Yeah, I know. And also when they are in the leading role or like, no, 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 not in the leading role, but when they do get roles, as you see stereotype or sexualized. Yeah. And if they are in a leading role, nine out of 10 times, they actually have to have a, you know, another group to help with their storyline. Like, hey, this is about an Asian man, but hey, let's give him black friends and focus a little bit more on the black family than the Asian guy himself, even though the storyline's supposed to be about the Asian guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's, a, oh my goodness, I forget what kind of film, um, you know, what kind of movies those are called. But, Yasmin, I'm sitting Wait, here like, can, that's clearly a problem. How can, how can people, like, you know those people who ask like those questions, you put them on the spot. How is Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee not like the first or Lucy Liu? I'm oh, sorry, I said Lucy Liu. <laughs> yes, 
Oh, Lucy and don't Lou. forget, yes. I don't know what her name is. That girl from Grey's Anatomy. That's Sandra Oh, I said her name. Oh, sorry, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, follow- Yeah, that was the first name I, I said. Look, 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 I don't follow Grey's Anatomy, but I do know who she is and I know of her. And also she did one of the, uh, she she presented an award in one of the Emmys that passed. But yeah. I'm just like, how do you, you guys watch these shows you know, and and how do you not mention their names? I don't understand. Like, Pete, no, but like, at least if you're going to be like this ignorant, you might as well just say Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee. Like, why, like, why isn't this coming out of your mouth? This is, this is my thing. Sandra O just got, huh? Oh, I was just saying, or is oh. it the, new, uh, the old generation? Is Sandra O, oh, after all these years of being in films, just got her flowers being the first Asian actress to win an Emmy? Like for, I think, Best Actress oh, or so. Yeah. And yeah. And she's the first. And this award show has been around for over 40 years, yes. And, and she's the first. We got that just now. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and it Adam, just shows. Don't forget the. Oh my gosh. Okay. The Americans were so pissed off that Korean international film won like two years yeah. ago. Remember that? Parasite. Parasite, yeah. They won Best Picture. I think they won, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know if it was screenplay. It was one of them. They won, all I remember is that they won four awards and they were going so hard. And the fact crazy. that the actors didn't get nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah, and do you want to know what, what? It's sad, but it's not surprising. Do you want to know one of the BS reasons why that was a thing? Uh, in the category of oh, ignorance. We, oh, we don't understand. We have, it's a subtitled movie. So how do we know that based on their expressions, they're really doing acting because we don't understand their language? Does that make sense, Yasmin? Is that really what they say? And the category that literally was of one of the reasons. To? No, that literally was one of the reasons. Like <laughs> critics, you know, people were saying one of the reasons why allegedly they didn't get nominated. Was, and it just here didn't is the anime, anime fandom. <laughs> and we, we don't understand Korean the anime community. <laughs> oh we're just reading what's happening so is he really acting his socks off in this scene we don't know so we don't want to nominate so stupid because thank you not just the language it's the emotion me, that they put behind the let me tell you what they did how shady they are this is about two or three years ago and um miss duvenet called it out you know the um director miss duvenet there was a movie in Nigeria that um, I think it got snubbed of a certain Academy Award category. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because the movie was in English. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So, yes, 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 yes. So it was a Nigerian movie that was in the international, it was like the um, best international film and it missed the mark or something. And they were just like, why is this not nominated for best international film? when it's received all these awards and stuff, and it was a huge contender for nomination. Well, it's supposed to be an international film and they're speaking in English. So we really can't count that if they're speaking in English, they got to speak their native language. Yasmin, guess what the official language is in Nigeria? Just tell me. 
It's English. Yeah. They literally said, we're so sorry, Nigeria. We cannot, you know, nominate this movie in the international section of the Academy Awards because you're you're doing this movie in English and, you know, we need you guys to do it in your English. they think they spoke? No, they speak different languages in Nigeria, yes. I'm talking about the officials. What do they uh, Clearly, when you find out, let me know. Okay. <laughs> because it was just, and that was the controversy. People were like, you do know in Nigeria, their official language is English. And Impossible. they're- and the, Impossible. That's so, I mean- Impossible. Yes, people, we've been colonized in certain countries. You'd be surprised. In Gambia, the official language is English too. There are about 50, over 15 different, like, I think maximum languages in Gambia, maybe 25. I may be a little bit off, but minimum 15 different languages in Gambia alone. Isn't, I could be wrong, but isn't one of the language French next to English for them? Um, um, that's Senegal you're thinking. Their official language is French. Oh, okay. Yeah, French is their official language. But you know, they I mean, speak hey, in Wolof, Mandinka, Fula, huh? Oh, I said at least I know something. Yeah, yeah, they're different. So that's just an example. The whole point of me mentioning this is to show representation. We just proved the point of the article. Only 43% of Americans can name like some famous Asians or so. Th that's terrible. And then we. And mm -hmm. you know, I feel like, okay, I feel like I boosted myself a little bit because I've been watching. And here's the thing because when, when you had asked me originally the question, you know, I immediately thought, okay, that this voice actor from this anime, and then it was like, okay, what about this guy from um, the K-dramas? Oh, then there's this person from the, uh, what is it? Uh, the J-drama, so the Japanese drama, but then you were like, that Americans would know. And it was like, oh, okay, well, let me go ahead and trash this list <laughs> because not one uh, um, American that do not watch that do not consume, okay? We're talking about people who do not consume Asian content. They'll appropriate it, but they won't consume it. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, okay, so I gotta trash this list and now think of the people that we would know. So in the silver screen. So when you had told me, once again, you didn't tell me not to write it down, like just think of top of the head, you know? So, cause I only had like made a small portion that I think people would know like if I called it, they will be like, oh yeah, it's this person, this person, which is so crazy. Oh, and I forgot about uh, my favorite, Joe, uh, he's a comedian, uh, uh, Joe Coy. I don't know you that. You don't know who he is? Who, Joe Coy? Can you name a movie uh, uh, or so? He's a comedian. Yes, we name a movie. He's a comedian. No, he's like, he's a comedian, stand up. I don't know. I don't really? know. No, nope. he's a stand-up comedian. Like he's been on some spots, but he's all over Netflix. Like he was even on the guest star with uh, Enrique Iglesias with, I say Enrique Iglesias, Gabriel Iglesias, whoops. Gabriel Iglesias with his new show. You don't watch, do you even watch Gabriel Iglesias? Uh, no, but he's Netflix? funny though. Yeah, he he's gave him fun. a guest spot. Like they've, I think they've done something together, but they know of each other. Like, oh my God. I feel that I really don't know. 
wow, I know more than you. Interesting. So you part well, of Well, that, that shows the knowledge we, like, Yasmin, are we part of the 43% that can name some people or not? Because we just proved oh, the point of the article. Of, no, you're part of the 45%. I, Damn, just named you, I just named you some of the people here. But Yasmin, I named some people up the top. Okay, you know what? Wait, but I you also named people. Look, I also named people that wasn't even part of my list. Ugh. Okay, Miss Asian, <laughs> everybody. I'm just saying because I've been consuming their content. If they're funny, I'll watch. You know what I mean? Like if, if they're entertaining, I'll watch. Clearly, because I've been consuming anime since, uh, okay, I've been consuming manga since middle school, been consuming anime since uh, high school, yeah, technically preschool, because if you count Dragon Ball Z and then uh, Sailor Moon, so we've all been consuming, but I've been a hardcore, as you can see, nobody can see my shirt, but God damn it, I'm wearing Yu Yu Hakusho <laughs> right now, repping up <laughs> here. Anyways, but like, do you see what I mean? Like, but if I, if I mentioned some, some, K-pop idol, J-rock idol, uh, if I mentioned any actors from overseas, you're going to have zero clue. So you're probably going to be the 1% that has no idea, even some of the voice actors. And I'm pretty sure there are Asian voice actors too that you don't even know, but you probably grew up with them and you're just like, oh, damn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Like, but yeah, no, I, I agree that, um, um, that, that article, you did prove the article a point. Um, I don't think I'm part of the 45%. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. So <laughs> what does this teach everybody? It is Asian Pacific Islander and Asian history month. Yes, Go learn some history about them. All right, and now we are transitioning to Damn Bad, That's Wild, where I find an incredibly true story from around the world that actually happens. So are you ready, Yasmin? Yep. So this article is from Fox News. I know a rarity <laughs> that we post an article from Fox News, and they, once again, would report this because they have nothing better to do, but... They got us a story, and it's called Sperminator, who's close to fathering a hundred children, says, don't focus on me. Oh my God, please don't tell me this was a lab mix-up, and then he has, like, a <clears throat> bunch of babies everywhere. Now, okay. Ari Legal has been helping women get pregnant around the world with sperm donations, all right? So there's this guy, and his name is... Ari Nagal, he's 44 years old and he's an educator, um, and he's an educator, Yasmin. Mm -hmm. Up to date, he has 77 children that he has fathered so far. Holy. Mm -hmm. this yeah. is, this is real? Yep. This is, yes, Mr. Nagal. Remember, Yasmin, ain't no fake stories over here. Every story I tell is 100% true. That's why I post these articles to show you. There's my receipt. Okay. Mr. Nagal goes, I have 77 children. That's true. But then you look at the three women that we just saw on the screen and they don't have 77 children because he was sitting down on Dr. Oz. The episode actually premiered May 4th, which was just a week ago, ironically. But this is what he had said to the, um, Dr. Oz when Dr. Oz asked about, you know, the children. So the response was, I have 77 children. That's true. But when you look at the three women, all you just see on the screen is that they don't have 77 children. 
For them, it's about having their first or their second child. So it's not so much. Don't focus on me. You more focus on them who just, they just want to have a family. And I hate to say this, but Yasmin, he's kind of has a point. Mm. Yep. Now, let me tell you how crazy it gets. Wait. It's at a point. Sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt the story. Oh my God, people, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad. I have questions. <laughs> I have okay. Questions. Cool. Is this is this all from the same person? Yes, Yasmin. Seven Mr. Nagal has. Oh wait, from the same person? No. Oh. Yasmin, Mr. Nagal has seventy-seven children by different women because he's a sperm donor. See, I knew. Okay, okay, it's not a lab mix-up, but okay, it's just okay. I get it. I get it. Okay, go ahead, continue. Mm-hmm. I got my info. <laughs> yes. And he says at the time of the interview, which was last week on the Dr. Oz show, he says that he currently, there are 13 women this year that are going to give birth to his children with his sperm. Yes, Yasmin. As of last week, when he did that Dr. Oz interview, he said that there are 13 women in the world who are currently pregnant with his next set of children. And just to let you know, the mothers that he has donated sperm to, they live in the United States. They live abroad, you know, in places like England, Germany, you know, America, of course. Yeah. And get this, Yasmin. He's also told a British journalist that he has a few children that he's conceived the old fashioned way. <laughs> we all know what that means, girl. Yeah. Like yeah, that. listeners, some of them women that he has, the 77 kids, some of them, he actually tapped that. Yup. He didn't ski in a cup. He actually got to tap some of them. Yup. Okay. And another thing that makes him so generous, Yasmin, people would wonder, oh. damn, you got 78 kids up today. You got 13 people pregnant right now. So you got another set of 13 on the way. How you pay? Like, how much do you get paid? Wait. Plot twist, Yasmin. Because he's not responsible for them legally. Because, you know, he signed a contract. Get this, Yasmin. He's not getting paid. He's doing this out of the kindness of his heart. Every skeet skeet, every booty that he tasks, it's absolutely free. <laughs> uh, you laugh, but it's serious. But I know. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just why would you say it like that? But because it's a fact, and the best part about it is Yasmin, he's not even picky. He's literally not that picky. Like, you know, maybe, I I think, like, maybe, the article doesn't say this part that I'm going to say next. I think, like, maybe every once in a while he'll say no, ma'am. But most of them, like, it's a 98% rate that he'll say yes to you. Mm -hmm. And as he says that he has 13 people currently pregnant around the world, Yasmin, he goes, I also have 15 people who are currently pregnant in Alabama, Connecticut, Florida, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Texas. That's Mm right. Yes. So, so far, I should have about 84 children. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, of course, people are over here thinking, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, you're a monster. Why would you do something like that? People, we got to remind you that what he's doing, as effed up as it sounds, 
it's 100% legal and he's got binding, you know, paperwork, documents and everything. And believe it or not, he is involved in some of those children's lives. And he's very open to creating a relationship with every single child. He's just ready whenever you call him. He's just a great guy. Like he said right now, like, he has a six-year-old kid that's spending time, His six, one of his six-year-old sons has been spending a lot of time with him because, you know, his moms are lesbians. So, you know, they drop him off and he's just like, hey, son, and they hang out. Then, you know, he drops him off and, you know, that's it. I mean, it's, it's weird. Like, I mean, at least the child gets to know his, his or her father. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's great. Most of the time they do end up finding out who their parents are and such. I mean, it is possibly, Yasmin, some people do get sued over that. I remember hearing a story this was years ago about a man that sued his sperm um, clinic because he found out he had about like 20 something kids. And when he signed his contract, he was told that maximum five or six children would be out in the world. Yeah. Yeah, so believe it or not, they really do play with people. And for some people who do not know this, and this is maybe a future episode, Google this. Do you know in the United States currently, if you go to a fertility doctor or a sperm bank or something like that, and you fill out the paperwork and you pick your sperm donor yourself and do, if the doctor wanted, he doesn't have to give you the people that you picked and paid thousands of dollars for. He could skeet skeet in a cup and put it in you. Yep. Yep. You'd be surprised how many people, Yasmin, it's happened to. And the saddest thing about it is they don't even realize it. They I, there's a lady. Mm-hmm. I was just who gonna, is I, now. I know there are stories where, you know, there'll be lab mix-ups or like you know, um, this wasn't a lab mix up though, Yasmin. It's intentional. Well, I know, I know this is different because it's intentional, but I just think this is crazy. It, to be honest, to me, it's of it's sexual assault. I still consider that a form of sexual assault. But I found this out um, about two or three years ago. Maybe I can see if I could find that story. It was old because it happened to this woman. This woman was born a sperm um, donor baby because you know her adopted. I mean, her real mother and her you know father by law went to the clinic because he couldn't produce unfortunately so they said let's go to a sperm donor found a guy that had great dna and they said cool she she knew her dad he died when he she was like five unfortunately so she grew up with her mother her doctor had always been cool with them because he had been a family doctor for them for years even helped them do the fertility has been right. long story short she met her sperm donor father she developed a great relationship. Like Yasmin, this mofo even gave her away to, to, um, to, during her wedding. Wow. Yeah. Come to find out, she had um, she has her own kids, and they had to go take a certain kind of DNA test and stuff. So she asked her dad, like, "Hey, dad, um, you know, I have to do this for that, and I need your DNA. Do you mind coming with me to the da da da?" And it didn't match. And she's like, "Excuse me, you're my sperm donor." How the fuck are you not matching? And it comes to find out, Yasmin, it was their family doctor. He never oh, inserted. You know what? Yes, it was the family doctor's own own juices. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my good. I you know what? There's been several stories like that. Yeah. The lady um who it happened to, she's now got it outlawed in her state. So her state's now the first state to outlaw that as an actual crime. So she's trying to get that spread to other states. It's not practiced in Maryland, but it needs, that law needs to come here. So we should bring awareness to that. But just finishing out the story, because you know, damn bro, that's wild. It's always supposed to be something that brings a little bit of humor. Yeah. His story, Yasmin, I'm already done with Mr. Nagal's story, but I want to give you some more fun facts because I know some people are just like 78, 90 kids. This dude's lost his mind. We're going to one-up you, Yasmin. Oh. There's actually a man named Lewis who's from the Netherlands, Yasmin. He's father of 200 children through Jeez, sperm domination. Um, yeah. Yes, oh 200. God. Yep. And Yasmin, there's an Englishman named Simon Watson, right? He's from England. He's a teacher and he has three children by law that he claims, like three children from two ex-wives that he claims. Yasmin, he's fathered 800 children up to date. Mm -hmm. He has 800 additional children besides the three that he has directly from his two ex-wives. So can you imagine just saying, hey, this is three of um, 803 kids one human but what but other facts that people should know do you know i think they said that the that a man can impregnate i think minimum 50 women a year if he wanted to yeah wow yeah Yes, and I'm coming out with the facts. Y'all can look up all, like, just, almost no, all these things. Just, no, my thing is, yeah. I'm just in yes. shock. I'm just, I know. Yes, but okay. I'm going to keep one-upping it, okay? Oh, now, people, I already one-upped it with the guy from England. Okay. Now, they, people are saying, you want to know who has broken the record, Yasmin? Oh, crap. Okay, so according to the Guinness Book of World Records, there was a man that, yeah, there was a man from the Moroccan, um, from the Moroccan Empire, Uh and his name was Sultan Ishmael Ibn Sharif. Uh He was born 1645 to 1727 with a total of 1,000 kids, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. But I know it's in the books, but it doesn't seem real. But it says the number hasn't been officially confirmed. Okay. But it's believed that he had about that amount. Right. And you know what they say that Genghis Khan also was rumored to father about a thousand, about that number two. That's why you have a lot of Asian people with the last name Naguyan for some reason. But, you know, apparently there's some connection to Genghis Khan and Naguyan. If you're a person that knows what I'm talking about, please tweet us so maybe you can explain that to us a little bit more. But yeah, that is the story as in, I'm just hitting you with some facts and it is just, wee. I can't have this many kids, but if you guys are very interested in this guy, his episode aired last Tuesday on the Oz show. So I don't know if you're in the UK, like if they even show Dr. Oz. I'm pretty sure you can Google it if you go on YouTube or so. Yeah, I was going to say that everything's on YouTube now. So I'm pretty sure you can. 
All right, and our artist of the week is Linnell Elliott, and this is his song called Release. I really do love this song. So if you guys are just relaxing, like this is really that nice song to really get your mind thinking. And I think it's really beautiful. So please, as we play the song, follow all our platforms. Please support content creators. Please, the more you tell people about our podcast, the more better content we can create from you. I think seeing the evolution of season one to season two shows that, you know, we've gotten better reason why, because you guys are listening to us and we really love you. So please rate and tell us what we can do to be better and interact with us on Twitter. We out here waiting for y'all to interact with us on Twitter because we're always on. <laughs> and while you're at it, please, please, download our artist's music and support independent artists. <laughs> so as we normally say here, bye. bye. For everyone else listening in, my emotions on the higher self, taking on emotions, energy, such commotion, remedies, none are spoken. Endlessly, I am chosen to be the one to lean on like a shoulder. I take the pain, shot to my back like a soldier. Been carrying this weight for years, feels like a boulder. I'm shutting down, breaking my bones, and y'all don't notice. I'm not surprised at the least. The only time they give a fuck is when you're sick and deceased. And even then, you're forgotten next week. Yes, the logic is bleak. I know this life ain't what you thought it would be. Please, this is normal like a walk in the park. I've been disconnected for years. I thrive in the dark. I'm ready to spark. Cause constantly, people's remarks play a part inside my mind. Shattered pieces of art. It's funny. I wish I had the problems you had. How the fuck you think it feels to have a mother's who had surgeries on heart strains? Thanks to lost things from family members who's causing her pain her heart sings for me i left it yet i knew i'd be back i had a vision for my life why the fuck i do that god laugh i laugh too fuck was i supposed to do what challenge what was written like i'm bigger than what he do but be i blame myself for my mother's death i should have never left i could have set aside my quest see everything was just right it's like i passed a test but then it fell out of place just like a puzzle set for real i'm tired exhausted is not the word i would use i'm confused and trapped within the blur could have swung 2012 was yesterday i concur here we are with the cause we've been dealt so do your worst cause i you know i always try for the best i'm always running over fumes like there's gas in my chest having dreams of suicide death is chasing me next three in the morning asking god to keep me out of this mess i'm dying crying and trying to get a grip all in this shit sometimes i wonder if i'm hurting this bitch since everybody goes about their business and still witness my self-destruction i might as well say fuck it and end it for real me. I know you hear my pleas. My strength is dwindling. What have you done to me? God, do you hear me? I need you desperately. But I cannot see the way you have for me. I know it won't resolve any problems, I'm just being honest. I wear the weight, I'm built as the strongest. But even the strongest can feel like the smallest. Like Adonis, I've been working the hardest. And yet, I'm still tarnished and I can't seem to get a grip on love. I done pushed a lot away because I'm too fucked up. And that wasn't fair and neither was them. I needed someone there and when they came, I felt empty within. It's
true. So now I'm just stuck in the days, walking the ceilings of my brain. I'm trying to get it appraised, thinking about the younger days when Rosa had me amazed. I haven't really been the same since Elisa displayed her true colors. Her true colors. I thought that maybe we could comfort each other. each other, but it seems that there's some static among us. Could I fix it? I'd rather say fuck it, because sometimes it's just fuck it. It ain't no room for discussions, but this one discussion I wish that I had with a certain somebody who's gotten close in the past. But on the cool, I'm too scared, or not prepared to just ask about her care and concern. Although I know she would last if we just get it together and put our past in the past. But see, I'm wondering what she do with everyone has. How could I notice, my nigga? I haven't taken the chance or given myself the chance, because I don't know if I can. But then again, what the fuck I gotta learn? 